You're listening to Astroscope, astrology podcast by Mark Lerner and Great Bear Enterprises. This podcast is sponsored by Buzzword Consulting and Forfame.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to podcast number 25. This is the 25th podcast that I've done in the last six months since starting in May of this year, 2019. And today, Mercury is retrograde. It's the beginning of the impeachment hearings that are public in Washington, D.C., concerning President Trump in the House. And the date is November 13, 2019. And as I start uh, this particular podcast, which is entitled The Truth About Mercury Retrograde, and there will be so much to learn about Mercury Retrograde in this particular podcast, what I want to say at the beginning here is, right now, the sign Cancer is rising, which is the sun sign for the United States, the Declaration of Independence, that particular chart for our country, born July 4th of 1776. And right now we're in a Mercury retrograde cycle. And currently Mercury has just transited across the disk of the sun, a rare event, because Mercury is a very small planet from uh, the vantage point of the enormous sun. And we've just had one of these events two days ago, which has captured the imagination of uh, certainly of astronomers around the planet. Now, I'm going to give um, a reading, basically, if you're interested um, a lot of you, you listen to books on Audible periodically. That's what I'll be doing relative to this particular story. The Truth About Mercury Retrograde was the cover story, as I'll share in a moment, from our Welcome to Planet Earth Pioneering Astrology newspaper and magazine. And this first appeared in our Libra 1994 issue and our Gemini Cancer 1995 editions. And then I re-ran it as a cover story right as Welcome to Planet Earth was ending its nearly 20-year run in November, December of the year 2000 into the beginning of January 2001. You'll see in a moment this is extremely significant when I read the very powerful introduction to the story uh, where I indicate where Mercury would be going retrograde in the year 2001, which remember was the year of the World Trade Center disaster on September 11th. But our magazine was no longer in print at that point, but I was pointing to Mercury retrograde cycles at the end of 2000 that would be happening in 2001. But because the magazine did not continue, I did not look back at this feature that was written now, let's see, 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago in 2000, 19 years ago. So uh, without further ado, let me start off in this particular way. Um, if a lot of you, if you go to Google or Safari or one of these browsers and you put in the words Mercury retrograde and then you click on images, which I did not so long ago, I was astounded to find all these images, uh, road signs, these quirky, cartoonish kind of drawings with road sign symbols, Mercury retrograde. Uh, so in the popular imagination and what we might call from a spiritual standpoint, thought forms that penetrate throughout humanity, the concept of Mercury retrograde has become so powerful. And this is not just in 
for students of astrology, although we'll see this is where one of the big problems come in about Mercury retrograde and whether it's good or not, negative or, po or positive and so on. And I'll share the history of this story, Mercury retrograde and, and its truth in a moment. Um, but I was astounded and alarmed to see how much people blame Mercury for all kinds of problems. And now we have these images uh, that you can see uh, when people are trying to look up uh, Mercury retrograde for the people who don't know anything about astrology and they hear, oh, Mercury retrograde, why is this person blaming Mercury, Mercury retrograde? I even heard this, I think it was a congressman uh, not so long ago, joking around, not knowing anything about astrology or astronomy or planets and orbits and planets going forward and planets going backward in the zodiac say, well, maybe it was Mercury retrograde that we had this problem with national security or something international, as if to laugh it off. So this, you'll see in a moment, this is part of the problem. There's a big, big problem between the truth about what does Mercury retrograde and what is Mercury all about it itself? Why has it gotten this um, strange meaning? Because even though other planets like Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, Chiron, the asteroids, they all go retrograde too, and they have less frequent cycles. So they're not touted as much in the press or uh, by people looking up, oh, Venus retrograde or Pluto retrograde. So I do talk about these other retrogrades, and probably at another point, um, we will go through some of this. So um, what I'd like to do actually here, though, um, I want to, uh, before reading the story, I want to quote from one is from an app, which I'll get to in a moment, just to, to talk about the problems of, and these are astrologers or people who know astrology who are writing about Mercury retrograde before we get into my storyline, the truth about Mercury retrograde. So I'm not, um, not going to mention who the astrologer is or who the editors were, but I will say that in the current Llewellyn 2020 Daily Planetary Guide that thousands of astrologers and students get, one of the more popular ones. I get it every year myself, just to have some basic uh, data before I do my cosmic calendar. And many of you are familiar with subscribing and reading my cosmic calendar uh, for the last 38 years. That's part of Great Pair Enterprises and was at the centerpiece of Welcome to Planet Earth. But at any rate, on page 23 of the 2020 uh, Llewellyn, let's see again, Daily Planetary Guide, there's a little story about retrograde planets and there's, a, there's an area called Mercury Retrograde, a communication breakdown, according to whoever wrote this. And I'm just going to read a little bit about this with a little bit of uh, criticism. Now, I've been an editor and a publisher. Um, I got my start at Michigan State University back in 1968 and 69. So I've been editing and proofreading and writing and reporting for 50 years now. And I've been a professional astrologer for 47 years, and I've learned from some of the greatest astrologers in history. So you'll see that when I when I share more of the storyline here in a moment. But this is what whoever is writing this is saying under Mercury retrograde at communication breakdown. Uh, the way retrograde planets seem to affect our affairs varies from planet to planet. This author is saying in Mercury's case, it means often looking back at Mercury ruled things, communications, contracts, and so on. Okay, makes sense. Keep in mind that Mercury correlates with Hermes, the original trickster, and you'll understand how cleverly disguised some of these errors can be. Now, one point here. There's Hermes, which is 
fundamentally the Greek name for the same god, Mercury, the messenger of the gods, the first known planet that we can see from, from the sun going outward. But Hermes and the name Hermes Trismegistus, the thrice great Hermes, goes way back to ancient Egypt, to the building of the pyramids, to all kinds of things about numbers and mathematics. And you can read more about the, the great Hermes and that energy in uh, beyond mythology, but going back to an actual individual who uh, lived a long time ago. And so we have these mythologies and archetypes, and it is true that there is a trickster side um, to Mercury and Hermes, but that's not necessarily the deepest, most profound meaning. So a little bit there. Now here's where we get into some really uh, dicey things that the astrologer is saying. Uh, this is again quoting from whoever this person is. Communications become confused or are delayed, according to this astrologer, during Mercury retrograde. Letters are lost or sent to Auckland instead of, that would be New Zealand, instead of Oakland, or they end up under the car seat for three weeks. The author continues, we sign a contract or agreement and find out later that we didn't have all the correct information and what we signed was misleading in some way. We try repeatedly to reach someone on the telephone but can never catch them or our communication devices themselves break down or garble information some way. We feel as if our timing is off, so short trips often become more difficult. We leave the directions at home or write them down incorrectly. We're late for appointments due to circumstances beyond our control, or we completely forget about them. Okay, <laughs> there's a lot more about this. And further on, the, the astrologer does say something good. The astrologer says, a good rule of thumb with Mercury retrograde is to try to confine activities to those that have, quote, re, unquote, attached to the beginning of a word. Reschedule, repair, return, rewrite, redecorate, restore, replace, renovate, or renew, for example. So some of this makes some sense. However, communicate where the author says communications become confused or delayed, letters are lost, sent to the wrong place, they end up under the car seat, and so on. We sign a contract, we didn't have all the information. Here's here's my gripe about this. As if that doesn't happen when Mercury is direct. There are constant of these communications becoming confused or delayed when Mercury's direct. Letters are often lost, luggage is lost, all kinds of things. These things don't just happen when Mercury is retrograde. And to make, to, to make other people think that they do is to perpetuate a mythology. Mercury is direct far more than it's retrograde. And communications are often very dicey. And when Mercury is direct, it will make some challenging aspects periodically to the moon or, Mer or, or Saturn or Pluto. They could be square aspects or opposition aspects or to asteroids. So very often that's also when communications could be delayed or things could be under a car seat for a couple of weeks. Because maybe when we wrote something down or a contract, there happened to be on that particular day a negative aspect. To, so th to throw everything in this camp and make it sound that Mer Mercury retrograde is controlling those things is a very disturbing thing that I believe, this is my humble opinion, should not be perpetuated. On the next page, where the person's talking about retrogrades of the out other planets, just again, from the editor's standpoint, I've done this for a long time, editing my own articles, let alone all the wonderful astrologers who wrote for Welcome to Planet Earth, and there were many of them, far more than 15 or 20, 
maybe two dozen or more over the course of 20 years, great writers, great astrologers. I was needing to edit and proofread their articles um, just to make sure the comma's in the right place, the quotation marks, or if a phrase or a word or something was misspelled. So the astrologer says here, with Venus retrograde every 18 months for six weeks, that's correct, by the way, approximately, the, the author says relationships and money matters are delayed or muddled. <laughs> well, of course, a retrograding planet during that time, and since Venus relates to relationship and financial matters, that they could be delayed or muddled. But that is often happening when Venus goes forward for the same reasons I just mentioned when Mercury's retrograde, Venus square Saturn, Venus opposite Pluto, um, whatever it may be, squares, oppositions, or unusual aspects that are going on, or conjunctions for that matter, Venus conjunct, say, uh, Uranus or Neptune, or it, it could be anything. So this is very misleading kind of information. Uh, maybe be, because they didn't have a lot of room and the editor said, hey, you only have so many lines and the person couldn't explain this further. And then further on, which is also kind of disturbing, and I'll let it go at that, where the author is talking about retrogrades of other planets, the person uh, says, the astrologer writes here, each of the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, stays retrograde for about six or seven months every year. No, five months for the outer planets, including Saturn, Chiron, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Um, pretty close to five months, not six or seven. That they don't, unless it's something unusual with Pluto, which has a bit of an anomalous orbit. But even in that case, you go year by year. Planets beyond Jupiter have have retrograding cycles for approximately five months, and they're going forward for about seven months. But the astrologer clearly throws in here, oh, they're going retrograde for six or seven months every year. Well, it, it's important to be a little bit accurate on that, and that's not very accurate. So we've got a couple more things to get out of the way before I give you the storyline. This is, what I'm about to read is, is a Mercury retrograde description from an app that I have. And I use this app, and it's very useful. But at any rate, here's what this author is saying about Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde, which occurs three times a year for about three weeks each time, that's correct, is interpreted particularly strongly. Good. Mental pursuits and connections break down. Again, my pet peeve here is, as if they're not breaking down when Mercury's direct? Of course they are. Because of the reasons I already said, Mercury is making all kinds of alignments. It's the fastest of all the planets, and, and that is, the, with the exception of the Moon, the Moon is actually not a planet. It's the Earth's satellite, and the Moon moves faster than anything else because it's closest to us. But as far as a planet, Mercury can move up to two degrees or a little bit more than two degrees of the zodiac every day. So whether it's going retrograde or it's going direct, Mercury makes, makes a lot of alignments. And some of those alignments are often dicey. They're frictional. They're abrasive. They're difficult. And therefore, mental pursuits and connections breaking down can just as easily happen when Mercury is, is direct. So why is this astrologer saying it like this? Oh, I'm reading this and I'm thinking if I've never studied astrology, oh my God, when Mercury is retrograde, mental pursuits and connections break down. But they break down all the time and very often, no matter whether Mercury is retrograde or direct. So as if I'm putting on my editor's cap or I'm somebody who wants to say that the astrology field is filled with bogus and misleading ideas, then 
They've got all this ammunition because of what these people are saying. These are writers. And writers are basically ruled fundamentally by Mercury. So people who write about Mercury, whether it's retrograde or not, need to be able to communicate things that are clear. And this to me is not clear. Then the, the person in this app says the Mercury retrograde period is best used as a time for inner reflection. Okay, but as we'll see, because the two charts I use and I have used for the last 25 years in, in the story of the truth about Mercury retrograde is the New York Times, we'll see in a moment, and which uh, this is one of the charts that's put on our Great Bear website um, accompanying this podcast about the truth about Mercury retrograde. You'll see the New York Times chart for the first day, the launch of the New York Times, September 18, 1851, Mercury's retrograde. So here's here's what this person is saying. Plus, of course, the other big chart is the United States, the Declaration of Independence. When we celebrate every year, and I've gone through this in so many of the podcasts, and my great mentor, Dane Rudyard, The Astrology of America's Destiny, about why it is July 4th of 1776, and it's not when a bunch of people signed uh, the Declaration two days before or in August, a couple of weeks later. It's when the Declaration of Independence occurred, which was fundamentally designed and written by Thomas Jefferson. And according to his own diary and notes where he said the Declaration was born in the uh, late afternoon or around supper time of July 4th, and that's part of his own notes. Uh, and again, Dade Rudger, one of the great astrologers of the 20th century, writes about that in the Astrology of America's Destiny. So at any rate, Mercury retrograde is best used as a time for inner reflection. Well, look, the New York Times, which we'll get into, the preeminent newspaper that's still in existence, even though the President of the United States says it's the failing New York Times, it's an extraordinary newspaper and has been for a very, very long time, no matter whether your politics are left or right or center or off the edge of the world or whatever it is. So uh, according to a lot of astrologers here, you know, then the New York Times would not be, I mean, it's a periodical. It's got to get delivered. I mean, now, of course, it's online a lot. You don't have to get it, you know, delivered to your door, but for... Well over a hundred years, the New York Times was delivered to people's front doors. It went to newsstands all over New York City and places around the United States and was shipped to other countries so that people could read the actual New York Times. Now, it does cause a lot of inner reflection, the New York Times, because you're reading about important stories. But again, the, the New York Times started when Mercury is retrograde. So then again, the author here in this app, it is not a good time, Mercury retrograde, for making new decisions or new business plans. So I guess when the United States came into being on the Declaration of Independence, based on Thomas Jefferson's main declaration, um, I guess that was not a good time for the United States to come into being. And certainly the New York Times, born with, with Mercury retrograde, uh, does according to the, whoever wrote this thing about Mercury retrograde on the app, it says it's not a good time for new business plans. Well, I guess the people who launched the New York Times are thinking a little differently with their Mercury retrograde. But again, the author says it is ideal for reflecting on your current situation. Okay. And again, the author says here, it is best to quietly observe your inner process during Mercury retrograde. Well, okay, but that's not, I mean, we could do that when Mercury's direct. And to carry forward with your pre-existing plans, ask yourself, where am I heading in my life at this particular juncture? 
then try to move forward with new directions only after Mercury has gone direct and perhaps even a fortnight beyond when Mercury has left what is called here its retrograde shadow. This is a kind of a new term that's come in. I'm, uh, there are some people who referred to this a long time ago, shadow periods of planets after their retrograde uh, to the point where they have to catch up to where they had previously made their station and gone retrograde. And so to be extra cautious, a lot of astrologers start talking about a shadow period. At any rate, we're going to move on here in a moment, but um, I've got some other dramatic things to share. Back in the mid-1990s, when the magazine was still flourishing, um, a group called the Magi Society, who has since produced three amazing books, at least, on astrology, including their first one, Astrology Really Works, and they brought to the um, to everyone's attention and a reminder about parallels, which are planets moving north and south from the celestial equator, uh, which is a different way to look at uh, celestial bodies, sun, moon, planets, and compare their positions and their aspects, and not necessarily through the zodiac. So there are different, the zodiac or the ecliptic is the main way we talk about the signs of the zodiac and the aspects of the mathematical relationships of planets, as I've been sharing here about Mercury making alignments when it goes direct, which can also cause communication breakdowns and all kinds of snafus and difficulties, just as much as when Mercury's going retrograde. The reason I'm bringing up the Magi Society, I had not known this, and this was back 20 years ago, and so at that point, I was into astrology for 23 years or so, and in their book, it was very interesting that they mentioned the only time that the Sun and Jupiter can make probably one of their best relationships, aside from annually the Sun and Jupiter, Jupiter being the largest planet, will come into a conjunction every year, and that's certainly a big opportunity time based on the meaning of Jupiter for the power of positive thinking and optimism and faith and trust and benevolence and providence and a whole lot of other Jupiterian type of energies creating goals and things like that. But we can only have a trine, and this is due to the structure of the solar system, which we'll get into in a moment, which is the reason why we have retrograde planets, because Earth is 93 million miles from the sun. And when we see planets moving in the sky, we see them from our kind of skewed perspective because we're not at the center of the solar system. Hence, the various retrograding cycles, which are illusions based on um, our being on the Earth. I mean, they affect us and they are powerful, but it's not as if the planets are ever really going in reverse. They're only going in reverse relative to our perspective. But this was an eye-opening kind of thing. I was astounded that they had done this research, and I've discovered a lot of these unusual cycles because I work a lot with the actual ephemerides, the book, what we might call a Bible of astrology. Ephemerides have been in existence for hundreds of years, and they are particularly refined in the last 20, 40 years, particularly Neil Mickelson, who's uh, passed on. He created all kinds of adva uh, advances uh, with using data from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California and all kinds of things to fine-tune where everything is in terms of the day-to-day -day planetary positions, the solar, lunar, and planetary positions. So one of the best ways to learn about astrology is by having an ephemeride, and now they have a 100-year ephemeris, particularly um, the American ephemerides are fantastic in that uh, regard for both the 20th century and there's a whole 100-year ephemeris for the 21st century. And that way you can just learn so much about speeds of planets and retrogrades and eclipses and new moons and when they're happening and so on.
So it turns out that the only way that the Sun and Jupiter can try and make a 120 degree relationship, which is considered in astrology favorable and harmonious, is Jupiter has to be retrograde. It can never happen. You cannot have the Sun and Jupiter trine where Jupiter's direct. Okay, so the two largest celestial bodies in our solar system, when they're in their most favorable or one of the most favorable links, the 120 degree link called the trine is very favorable, at least in terms of most interpretations. And the sextile, which is 60 degrees, is also very favorable. There's also quintiles of 72 degrees and biquintiles of 144 degrees based on dividing the circle by five, which is what a quintile would be of 72 degrees. You could find other Sun-Jupiter cycles and maybe some of these will occur when Jupiter is direct. And um, Sun-Jupiter Sun being in a, uh, when Jupiter's in a conjunction, one of those is going to be happening uh, shortly here, um, which will happen December 2nd, and they'll be in a conjunction, and Jupiter will be direct. But when Sun and Jupiter are trine, which is clearly a favorable, harmonious alignment, Jupiter's retrograde. And it happens twice. Uh, in the, in a calendar year, and both times Jupiter's retrograde. So this is an example, uh, a kind of extra emphasis, uh, think of it as an exclamation point about retrogrades. And while this isn't about Jupiter retrograde, this is not the story about Jupiter retrograde, I think it's eye-opening for anyone listening to this to realize in one of the most favorable solar Jupiterian alignments that can happen, which happen twice a year, Jupiter must be retrograde. It cannot be direct. It has to do with the structure of the solar system, and that's why that happens. Okay, so that already, you know, hey, it, it should perk up your listening. Okay, so let's go into um, a list. I want to give you a short list about some people. I've done this. This is right before we're going to get started with, with the actual story. These are some famous people. Some of them are current and some of the historical, and this is just a smattering. These are people who were born with Mercury retrograde, and the reason I wanted to do this, and eventually this will be a more elaborate kind of session, either a podcast or something more elaborate, is that it feels to me that what I want to say here is, if Mercury retrograde cycles are so disturbing, if astrologers and would-be astrologers and people spreading the, what I consider to be the inaccuracy of how negative Mercury retrograde is. And I'm not saying some of the people who write about it, you know, are trying to be helpful in their own way. And I don't want to be too much of a critic here. But if that's true of the things I've read so far, oh, communications delayed, things are lost, problems occur, things break down, then wouldn't it be true, I mean, to some extent, that maybe the people who are born with Mercury retrograde would have some kind of similar um, difficulties across the board, more so than a whole bunch of other people. So again, while this is a little bit different, it's not the same thing to associate Mercury retrograde for three weeks approximately at a time, three times a year, with having Mercury retrograde in a birth chart. There is this negative connotation that has been thrown out to the world and which is affecting and will affect more and more millions of people who don't even know much about astronomy and astrology. And they'll just hear, well, it's probably Mercury retrograde and it'll be kind of a fun thing to say and to blame a planet instead of taking 
seriously your own issues or trying to problem solve. So I'm, <laughs> I have these on scraps of paper, so bear with me. I'm laughing a little bit. Uh, let me let me actually mention one of the ones I just wrote down recently. Don McGann, the the uh, the astrologer of the of the White House. Okay, not actually he was not um, President Trump's personal astrologer, but the astrologer in a sense of the president, the presidency, and of the White House. A different kind of title. Very interesting um, because as I've shared in some of the other podcasts where I was talking about President Trump being a sun sign Gemini, which again. That's the main, first main sign, first air sign, along with Virgo, which is an earth sign that Mercury is said to rule. So the president of the United States has, is born with the sun in Gemini. The vice president, Pence, has both sun and moon in Gemini. And therefore, both of these people have connections to Mercury. And uh, as I've shared before, William Barr is a sun sign Gemini. Uh, and Rudy Giuliani is a sun sign Gemini. Well, it turns out that Don McGahn, who did actually, what, 30 hours were with Robert Mueller and recently said, oh, I'm not going to go to the house. I'm not, I'm not going to give any testimony. He's a Mercury retrograde person. He's born uh, June 16 of 1968. And he has Mercury retrograde in Gemini, conjunct the sun in Gemini, Venus in Gemini, and Mars in Gemini, and all of those celestial bodies are squaring or making a right angle to uh, the outer planets Uranus and Pluto, which it sort of gives, I'm not saying again that uh, just because he has Mercury squaring Uranus and Pluto that, that he's uh, a negative individual, but there's a tremendous complexity, and it is interesting that he became one of these persons who actually did give an enormous amount of testimony about what was going on in the White House to Mueller and to the report. And he's an example of having Mercury retrograde in Mercury in, in the Mercury sign ruled Gemini with the sun, with Venus and Mars, all in a quadruple conjunction squaring two outer planets. So he's just a recent example to my list. Now, I'm just going to, I'm not going to give you the dates of these other people, but you, when I, when I tell you all this, you're going to, be pretty amazed that I think the, the numbers of people, um, and again, I'm not going to say whether or not this says, oh, why? Wow, this is going to be why that person makes a lot of mistakes or is brilliant or whatever. But I just want you to see the, the numbers of people. Fundamentally, Mercury is retrograde about 17, 18, 19% of any calendar year based on its motion uh, retrograde. So that means that a little less than a fifth, approximately, of the world's population will have Mercury retrograde in their charts. So you meet five people, one of them probably has Mercury retrograde, if you see what I'm saying. So one out of every five people on the average would be born with a Mercury retrograde, and that's quite a number of people. So, um, okay, here's the list. Madeleine Albright, former Secretary of State. Barbara Boxer, former senator from California. Katie Couric from TV. Peggy Noonan, who was a speechwriter uh, for Ronald Reagan. Um, in some of these cases, not just a person. The Titanic. Now, this might make sense. When the Titanic was launched in April 10th, 1912, Mercury retrograde. And when it sank, Mercury retrograde. The stock market crash, not of 1929, but of 1987, October 19, 1987, when the market collapsed 500 plus points, Mercury retrograde. When New York City 
was made into five boroughs, which is the chart that is currently the, the main valuable chart for figuring out things about New York City. January 1, 1898, Mercury retrograde. Frank Rich, columnist of the New York Times, Mercury retrograde. Danny Kaye, famous actor, comedian, Mercury retrograde. Modern China, okay, and supposedly that the astrologers in China helped to create this chart. October 1, 1949, Mercury retrograde. Nancy Pelosi, Mercury retrograde. Greta Thunberg, Mercury retrograde. Those two women, I just did a podcast along with uh, Donald Trump. So again, for people who are thinking outside the box, maybe they're Mercury retrogrades. As you'll see when I read my story, Mercury retrograde can be enormously powerful for the reasons I will explain. Uh, very different than Mercury direct. Sonia Sotomayor on the Supreme Court, Mercury retrograde. Something I just found interesting recently, I knew that, and this is something for all of you nerds <laughs> to think about, that uh, Steve Jobs was born with Mercury retrograde. Okay, and we do know, you know, from some of the stories, I mean, there are a lot of odd, odd behaviors of Steve Jobs, but again, to become uh, the person he, he was and to do all the kinds of things, maybe uh, the uh, leaving college, uh, joining up with um, Steve Wozniak and working in the garage there, uh, that may have been a Mercury retrograde kind of activity since he was born with one. When Apple was founded, which was in April of 1976, um, Mercury was not retrograde, but when it was incorporated, when Apple was first incorporated, and a lot of business, uh, a lot of astrologers who work with business people work with incorporation dates. Apple was incorporated January 3rd, 1977. Mercury was retrograde. So that the, that's interesting in that group of people. Uh, okay, so now on to other lists here. I'm going from one page to another. Sorry about that. This is a page with the main other lists. I think I've got this in front of me here. So we're going to go pretty quickly to all of these people. Uh, Anne Frank, the diarist who lost her life in, in uh, to the Nazis in World War II. Remember Bela Lugosi and Dracula? He was born with Mercury retrograde. Dick Van Dyke, the comedian and the actor, Mercury retrograde. Robert Browning, the poet, Mercury retrograde. Georgia O'Keeffe, the artist, Mercury retrograde. Jack Dempsey, who was a boxing champion, heavyweight boxing champion, Mercury retrograde. Judy Garland, the great singer and actress, Mercury retrograde. Uh, I already mentioned Steve Jobs. Remember Trini Lopez, musician, Mercury retrograde. Linus Pauling, vitamin C, fantastic, important doctor, Mercury retrograde. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, and all of, as an actor, Mercury retrograde. The great, absolutely great Willie Mays, Mercury retrograde, born in May, Sun Sign Taurus, 1931, same year as Mickey Mantle. Willie Mays, Mercury Retrograde, with all those fantastic catches, 600-plus home runs. Boy, that Mercury Retrograde was really a problem for poor Willie, wasn't it? Jane Fonda, okay, we could say, you know, they, the right wing called her Hanoi Jane. Mercury Retrograde, my literary mentor, the great D.H. Lawrence, who only lived to be 44 and a half, wrote some fantastic books, incredible poetry, incredible short stories, was hounded so much by uh, 
the, the British police and all kinds of things for various reasons. He was also an artist as well as a writer and a philosopher, Mercury Retrograde. Igor Stravinsky, Mercury Retrograde, um, famous composer. Edvard Grieg, composer, uh, Mercury Retrograde. Smoking Joe Frazier, the boxer, Mercury Retrograde. Remember, down goes Frazier, <laughs> fighting against Muhammad Ali. Poor Joe Frazier, who uh, beat Ali once and then lost. Uh, great boxer, though, Mercury Retrograde. What about Jonas Salk, Mercury Retrograde, uh, polio vaccine, helping to save millions of lives, Mercury Retrograde. William Godwin, who is the father of Mary Shelley, uh, the author of Frankenstein. William Godwin, Mercury Retrograde. Fyodor Dostoevsky, one of the greatest writers, some of the most fantastic novels I've ever read, Mercury Retrograde. President Truman, Harry Truman, May 8th, 1884, Mercury retrograde. Unfortunately, becoming vice president, 1945, after President Roosevelt died of a cerebral hemorrhage, it, it was under his watch that the, the uh, atomic bombs were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. He had to make those decisions. I don't know if that was a negative for Mercury retrograde, but they were the only bonds we had at the time. He had to make that decision. I'm um, just going to end with a couple more here because they're so profound. Uh, Jerry Rice, who is considered the greatest receiver in NFL history, wide receiver, particularly for the San Francisco 49ers, Hall of Fame, with all those amazing catches with his hands, Mercury Retrograde. Derek Jeter, number two, New York Yankee captain, definite Hall of Famer, uh, over 3,000 hits. And um, he's born with Mercury Retrograde. Okay, so you got that. Well, let's end with, a, <laughs> with somebody that everybody talks about. Michelle de Nostradamus. Nostradamus, Christmas Eve, 1503. That's when he was born. Mercury Retrograde in Capricorn conjunct his son. So, okay, uh, let's, I'm just gonna now read the story and you can understand where all this is at. Um, at the end, I don't even know if I'm gonna have time because this is my, my uh, podcast have become much longer than I ever wanted them to be. But at the end, if I do have time, I will fit in where the Mercury retrogrades are gonna be next year in 2020 because just so you know, they are going to be very significant Particularly, uh, there's a retrograde in June and July of 2020 that will include um, a station of Mercury uh, squaring the United States Saturn. That station will be at 14 plus of Cancer. And there will also be a second station in, in July of 2020 when Mercury comes out of retrograde and goes direct at five plus of Cancer, which is the United States Jupiter. And then in the fall, of 2020, Mercury, right before the election coming up in 2020, a couple of weeks before that, Mercury goes retrograde on October 13th in Scorpio. And then literally on the day of the election, November 3rd, Tuesday, November 3rd next year, Mercury will make a station come out of retrograde um, in Libra. And both before 
in uh, before uh, when we get into September, Mercury will be squaring Saturn and that will happen close to the time of the equinox in September 22nd, 23rd of 2020, Mercury will be squaring Saturn. And then that's before it even goes retrograde. And then what will happen is two days before the election, Mercury will be squaring Saturn on November 1st. And three days after the election, on November 6th, Mercury will be squaring Saturn. So this gets to the point of what I was saying before. Retrogrades are powerful. They can be confusing. There are a lot of redoing, reevaluating that is good, a lot of reflecting. But by no means should that be considered um, all those dire things. Communication breakdown, snafus, we lost papers. Well, that happens all the time. And it's not only during the retrograde cycle Mercury. By the way, since I've already mentioned these two, let me mention the next Mercury retrograde coming up, aside from the one we're in right now in Scorpio. Um, the, the, Mer the first Mercury retrograde of next year happens right during the beginning of the caucuses and the primaries in February. It'll happen on February the 16th. Mercury will go retrograde 2020 at 13 of Pisces. And when it comes out of retrograde, it'll be March 9th, which is about six days after Super Tuesday, when there's so many states uh, that will be, you know, we will probably know a lot more about the Democratic candidate at that point, hopefully, maybe not completely, but we'll know sort of like who's out of it. Um, and on March 9 of 2020, Mercury will make its station 28 plus of Aquarius, its direct station after three weeks of retrograde. And that's within one to two degrees of the United States, Pallas, Athena, and Moon which I've talked about 17 podcasts about the United, about the United States progress palace. So here we have Mercury next year, 2020, after three weeks of retrograde starting February 16, during the caucus and primary season, March 9, comes out of retrograde, makes a station very close to the moon palace Athena conjunction, which is definitely a big deal uh, for a couple of months until we get the, the next Mercury retrogrades next year in June and July and then the further ones in October, November. So exciting things for next year about the retrograde cycles of Mercury, as well as the, the, the stations that occur. Uh, you first have to have a station retrograde, and then three weeks later, you get a station direct. And those stations are very awesome and powerful. And often that's more important to be watching than the retrograde cycles. Okay, so here we go with the storyline, and hopefully I'll get it all in here. Again, this is going to be over an hour of a total. The Truth About Mercury Retrograde, page four of our edition from late December, November, December 2000. And this was the last printed magazine of Welcome to Planet Earth before ending that cycle. Author's note, again, this is from me, Mark Lerner. This feature originally appeared in the Libra 1994 and Gemini Cancer 1995 editions. It is presented again with a few changes because of the importance of this subject, which many students of astrology misunderstand. And then I go on, I'm just adding this here. In 2001, Mercury will make three retrograde cycles in the latter part of the air signs, Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra. In effect, the entire pattern will create a grand triangle in the zodiac. See, this is another thing to be thinking about. Again, I'm adding this on now. That... And you should take a look at the picture that will be included with the charts, which is only on Great Bear Enterprises, our website, in the Mark Learner Astrology section. Um, 
called Astroscope. So you will see the cover, which is evocative. You should look at that, go to the website and see what the artist at that point did, which is very cool as I look back on it. Uh, you'll see, it's just fascinating to look, but you'll also see that the actual retrograde cycles formed a pattern, which is what they usually do. It's not always in air signs, it's often in water or, or earth. Um, it could be, or fire. It depends on the year involved. Okay, so back to the storyline. Here are the retrograde dates and degree areas. This was written again at the end of 2004, what was going to happen in 2001. Here are the dates, February 3rd to the 25th of 2001, Mercury retrograde from 0 Pisces to 16 Aquarius, then June 4th to the 28th of 2000 from 30 Gemini to 22 Gemini, and then October 1 to October 22nd, of 2000 from 30 Libra to 15 Libra. Now, I must say, I'm adding this now. When I looked at this, I'm looking right now and reading my own magazine from, we're talking 19 years ago. I knew I was going to do this podcast at some point, but I'm doing it now because Mercury's retrograde and there's so many other things about this that are important. So this is the oddity and the shocking thing because what you don't realize, a lot of you don't realize is this magazine used to go to George Stephanopoulos, who before he was on ABC TV, was a chief of staff or advisor to President Clinton. And so I sent the magazine in the 1990s, every single issue, to his attention so that President Clinton could, might get information, because we often wrote about political things. I, I often wrote about him. Other astrologers were writing about him and the administration's part of mundane and earth astrology. So he received this, and I did get some letters back from him saying, thank you, Mark. I mean, they were short, but they were getting them. Keep sending them. Thank you very much. And also Vice President Gore and his staff, he, we sent him magazines. And he responded, and his staff as well, thank you very much. The important, what I want to say here, though, this is what shocked me. So here's a direct quote of what I wrote back before 2001. Remember, I'm writing this at the end of 2000. Before 2001, the year of the um, World Trade disaster, be aware that, this is the quote, be aware that Mercury Station Direct in late June 2001 will be exactly conjunct the USA natal Mars, while the Mercury Station Direct in late October 2001 will be united with America's natal Saturn. These may prove to be intense times throughout the nation within the government. Now, I've been on coast to coast. I'm about to be on coast to coast again. I've been fortunate to be on coast to coast. And they often have asked me, this is, I started back in 2004. I've been on there maybe 25 or so times with, with George Norrie, the main host and other hosts. And I'm often asked about, oh, you know, do you have any predictions? Do you have any prognostications? And I don't see astrology as that main purpose. I see astrology as trying to understand the past and the present and the present time and to analyze charts and to understand the world and current events. Um, yeah, you can look ahead and get a sense of things, you know, and be concerned, but I don't believe that we can look ahead and know absolutely unless somebody is a psychic. So here I was writing about what was going to happen in 2001. I didn't know at this point for sure that the magazine would end its run. So that I didn't know, but I did give to the readers this pointed information that two of the Mercury stations, one a couple of months just before 
9-1-1, before September 11th, 2001, Mercury was going to stop exactly in the United States Mars, which is traditionally a planet connected to war or volatility and things like that, inflammatory conditions, feverish things, um, provocations when, when Mars is negative. And the Mercury station of 2001 in October, a month after 9-1-1, remember that was when we made the decision to start going into Afghanistan and things like that and fighting there. We were still fighting. At that point, Mercury station was exactly United States Saturn. And Saturn, when negative, has a lot to do with fear and pessimism, feeling of being vulnerable in the sense of uh, being attacked and so on and so forth. Okay, so this is the shocking thing at the beginning. Now, here's the rest of the storyline. Um, and I hope that I'll be able to get all of this in, even though it's going to be a little bit long. But it's worth listening. Think of this again as an audible mini short story. <laughs> That's the best to do and continue on because you're going to learn a whole lot. So I'm just going to go forward from here. Okay, here's di direct quoting back from what I wrote 19 years ago. For the undiluted truth about Mercury retrograde and many of Mercury's other qualities, please read Retrograde Planets Traversing the Inner Landscape by Erin Sullivan, Arcana Penguin Books. She also wrote a phenomenal chapter on Mercury in the Llewellyn book Planets, the Astrological Tools. And now with that author's note and intro from that I wrote myself, here's the main story. Mercury is retrograde again, and many astrological students and pros start getting a bit unnerved, concerned, and worried. Many writers and researchers have advised against signing contracts and sending important correspondence, suggesting uh, or suggested that avoiding travel and delaying key business meetings and decisions, and the list goes on. Should we fear the 22 to 24 day cycle of Mercury moving in retrograde motion? What's actually going on here? Here's my subtitle for the next paragraph, nothing much to fear. What most astrologers and students forget is that Mercury retrograde is simply a part of the Earth-Mercury-Sun relationship. The cycle actually begins during a Sun-Mercury retrograde union, which by the way, we just literally had two days ago, okay, on November 11th, during the transit of Mercury across the disk of the Sun. Okay, back to the story. So the cycle of Earth-Mercury-Sun actually begins during a Sun-Mercury retrograde union called an inferior conjunction of the Sun and Mercury. At this time, Mercury is closest to the Earth, moving in reverse motion from the Earth's perspective, and also shifting from being an evening star, setting after the Sun, to being a morning star, rising before the Sun. The inferior conjunction is a powerful time for the Earth and humanity. Quote, cosmic seed ideas, unquote, Dane Rudyard's perspective, he was my great mentor and great humanistic astrologer. So, quote, cosmic seed ideas, unquote, are being planted within the spirit, mind, and heart of humanity. Human beings can be open to various revelations, inspirations, and ingenious notions just before, during, and after a Sun-Mercury retrograde and fear conjunction. And remember, I'm just adding this now, Mercury is retrograde just before, during and after these inferior conjunctions of Sun-Mercury when the Mercury is closest to the Earth and Mercury is moving in reverse. Now back to the story. This doesn't sound so bad, does it? It's a reminder that what we are truly dealing with here is a whole cycle that lasts about four months and includes 
an approximate three-week Mercury reversal period, and a cycle of over three months when Mercury appears to be moving forward or ahead in the zodiac. Next subtitle, what's important to realize. In ancient and medieval times, Mercury's entire cycle, retrograde and direct, as well as that of Venus, was more understood by scholars in its fullness and higher purpose. Because in a few months after the inferior conjunction of the Sun and Mercury retrograde, there is another conjunction, this time a superior one, with Mercury direct in motion, apparently moving very quickly in the zodiac and also on the far side of the Sun. While the, while the inferior conjunction can be likened to a new moon, and it is often termed a new Mercury, the superior conjunction can be likened to a full moon, and is often termed a full Mercury. It is at the superior conjunction that the cosmic seed ideas released into humanity at the inferior conjunction are matured, fulfilled, and more dynamically expressed as plans, enterprises, activities, projects. The superior conjunction symbolically brings the original ideas to light, allows them to work their magic in the tribe, community, society, nation, and the world. So, what's important to realize with Mercury retrograde is that we're talking about a cycle, including direct and retrograde motion, not just linear motion through the zodiac. The problem, that's the next subtitle. The difficulty is that most modern astrological students hear that there will be all kinds of dire happenings during a three-week Mercury retrograde cycle. Letters won't arrive. Bills will be lost. Computer files and programs will go on the blink. Contracts will be negated or rejected. Travel plans will go up in smoke. Luggage will disappear. Telephone messages will be mysteriously erased, and so on. As if these things never occur when Mercury is in forward motion. And an aside here for a moment, everybody. Remember how I started this podcast? criticizing, putting my editor's hat on about what the other astrologers were saying. I wrote this thing 19 years ago. Well, this is when we published it, but I actually wrote the original stories, as I said, back in the fall of 1994 and the spring of 95. But it first appeared 25 and a half years ago that, I've, that this article was written. So back to the story. So again, this is what I wrote. Contracts will be negated. Oh, let's go back a little further. According to the astrologers uh, who are reporting the dire happenings, letters won't arrive, bills will be lost, computer files and programs will go on the blink, contracts will be negated or rejected, travel plans will go up in smoke, luggage will disappear, telephone messages will be mysteriously erased, and so on. As if these things never occur when Mercury is in forward motion. Yes, it is wise to be more cautious, conservative, practical, and sensible during the Mercury retrograde period. Why? Because that's exactly what Mercury retrograde is all about, going back over territory previously explored, reviewing, reflecting, reevaluating. Think about it. Mercury relates to the five senses, the nervous system, the use of words, language, speech, communications in general, learning, writing, using your hands creatively, etc. Think of Willie Mays and Jerry Rice and Derek Jeter. Mercury retrograde. With all the, I'm adding that now, with all the input we receive, it is crucial to periodically go back over what we have learned and supposedly assimilated. So the universe, thanks to the repeating cycles of Earth, Mercury, Sun, gives us these breathing spaces every few months to settle down and figure out what's been happening. The problem is that so many of us are racing around with assorted plans, programs, and errands that when Mercury retrograde 
cycles occur, we often slip up, have gl glitches, create errors, become victims of poor timing, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, in the wrong state of mind. The Mercury retrograde cycle is here to remind us to slow down, to review and make sure that what we're thinking about and what we're intellectually creating makes sense, is meaningful, has a purpose, an ultimate goal. Now the next subtitle, Mercury retrograde as an inner journey. If Mercury direct, if Mercury direct seems to refer to putting ideas and thoughts into practice, projects in the world, then Mercury retrograde for three weeks is more like a journey in the depths of the of the mind, a voyage of discovery into the subconscious, a trip into humanity's collective unconscious. My suggestion is for all of us to start imagining and visualizing Mercury retrograde as more of a moving within than a backpedaling in the outside world. And I put that in bold, just so you know. Thus, three weeks of Mercury retrograde are akin to a mental and spiritual initiation. You turn within and quote unquote return to the source of joy, wisdom, and inspiration. After three weeks on this inner pilgrimage, you once again have insights, ideas, and divine experiences to share with loved ones, friends, associates, and the world. Remember that during the Mercury retrograde cycle, Mercury reaches its closest point to the Earth. The mysteries of Mercury are more available for Earthlings to receive than when Mercury is on the far side of the Sun. Think about it. Next subtitle, America and the New York Times. Want more proof that Mercury retrograde is not so bad? Of course there are and have been literally millions of human beings who have been born with Mercury retrograde. And earlier, I'm adding this on now, I just gave you an amazing list of some of those people. So again, here's what I said. Of course there are and have been literally millions of human beings who have been born with Mercury retrograde, who have been brilliant, ingenious, and incredible servers of the higher evolution of the Earth. But the very country in which we live, America, was born with Mercury retrograde, and I did have an exclamation point there. And the nation most, the nation's most prestigious newspaper, the New York Times, was first published on September 18, 1851, with, you guessed it, Mercury retrograde, another exclamation point, which I don't always use, and less so now than when I was a younger writer, just so you know from a humorous standpoint. Imagine that the New York Times, this is a direct quote from what I wrote, Imagine that, the New York Times, a sun sign Virgo publication, again, Mercury rules that, with Mercury retrograde at two plus degrees of Libra, its slogan, all the news that's fit to print. That's the, the one, it's, I, think, I think it's still there in the upper left corner of uh, the New York Times. Next subtitle, the present. It is important to note that we have another Mercury retrograde cycle to contend with now. Besides the actual retrograde cycle of Mercury, the U.S. progressed Mercury stopped in late September 1994, four plus degrees of Pisces, and began a retrograde cycle lasting for about 23 years. The last time we began a U.S. progressed Mercury cycle was about 115 years ago. When we emerge out of this progressed inner pilgrimage as a nation, it will be 2017. Now, I wrote this 25 years ago. Did we realize that we would then have sun sign Gemini Donald Trump mer ruling, ruled by Mercury for the sun sign and Vice President Pence with sun and moon in Gemini. Here I am writing about this thing 25 years ago, talking about a progressed cycle of 23 years for the United States progress chart using July 4th, 1776. And again, I'm adding this now. And then it started in 1994. By the way, when it started in 1994, that progressed cycle, the sun 
uh, Mercury was stationary at four plus degrees of Pisces, which is exactly my own Mercury and exactly Dane Redrow's Mercury, which is why he became my mentor. So this falls in a very synchronistic way. So at any rate, here I am writing 25 years ago, when we emerge, and this is a direct quote again from my article, when we emerge out of this progressed inner pilgrimage as a nation, which started in 1994, it will be 2017. And the U.S. progressed Mercury will make a direct station at 20 plus degrees of Aquarius, not far from the U.S. progressed new moon at 19 plus Aquarius, on, uh, which, which happened on October 20th of 1994. So interestingly, that, that 19 plus Aquarius which is the last U.S. progressed new moon, that's the ascendant degree of President Obama. It also happens to be my own ascendant, for whatever strange reason that is. So as the United States, again, this is sort of commentary on my own article, in 2017, when the country came out of the progress cycle, Mercury stationed again direct in the in, for the United States, um, President Trump, Sunshine Gemini, and, and Vice President Pence, who had just won the 2016 election, surprisingly, uh, were inaugurated, and they're still president. So again, I was reporting about these kind of things a quarter of a century before they occurred, and they did have meaning with the Mercury-ruled sun signs for President Trump and President Pence. Okay, next subtitle of the article. We're, we're not that far from the end here, so hang in there. More on Mercury, subtitle. Mercury reversing direction is due to the heliocentric reality of our solar system. Of course, Mercury never actually goes in reverse, but completes one cycle of the sun every 88 days. We need to comprehend, visualize, and imagine the wholeness, integrity, and beauty of the entire Earth-Mercury-Sun celestial dance rather than think that Mercury is simply backing up in the zodiac, like a planetary body traveling in reverse in linear fashion. Yes, it's true that there are often strange situations, snafus, failures, and frustrations when Mercury travels in a reverse direction from the Earth's perspective. Sometimes messages are lost. Tapes are erased. Luggage is sent to a wrong destination. Contracts are missing, important clauses, and so on. But, exclamation point, and bold, is all this due to Mercury's misadventures in a backwards manner or to our modern, urban, mentally exhaustive push to be trying to do so many things all simultaneously. The Mercury retrograde three-week cycle should be a time of more reflection, meditation, research, and study about our work, our lives, and how we perceive the inner and outer universe. USA, this is the next subtitle, USA, Mercury, Pluto. The United States is born with Mercury closely opposite Pluto. Mercury is at 24 plus degrees of Cancer, while Pluto is at 27 plus uh, degrees of Capricorn. Many astrological researchers see a fascinating similarity between these planets. Not only are they small planets toward the center, Mercury, and periphery, Pluto, of the solar system, but in ancient mythology, Mercury, the messenger of the gods, would bring the human soul after death to Hades, Pluto's underground realm, for purgation and cleansing. Many of America's tendencies to project blame on other nations, while our government often does something equally deadly, insensitive, or sinister, may come from this polarity of Mercury and Pluto. Keep in mind that this Mercury-Pluto opposition is not consciously recognized in America, its people, and government. 
the pluto factor keeps it a secret buried unknown not spoken of behind closed doors and this is due to the nature of pluto and the fact that the three outermost planets are transpersonal and beyond the normal range of conscious understanding from 1994 to 1997 first uranus and then neptune crossed our pluto and this was in the sign capricorn and opposed our mercury the bombing in oklahoma city took place with neptune uh, this is in parenthesis, confusion, chaos, conspiracy, very close to opposing the USA Mercury, in parentheses, daily routines, order, efficiency, business as usual. Pluto, representing bombing, terror, the unknown, itself by transit, this is in 1994-1997, uh, Pluto itself by transit was backing up at zero plus uh, Sagittarius, uh, just one day away from returning to 30 degrees of Scorpio. So this is happening at uh, the time of the Oklahoma City bombing. Pluto's presence at the border between Scorpio and Sagittarius, back in those days, says volumes about the issue of terrorism through indiscriminate bombings, facing America and the world over the next 13 years with Pluto and Sagittarius, beginning officially on November 10, 1995, a day which also reveals a precise Jupiter-Saturn square, a breakdown in law and order around the globe, question mark. Now, the subtitle of the New York Times. This is the last main section of our story. I still have not yet determined the price, ber precise birth time for the New York Times. There may or may not be a precise record somewhere of the first newspaper coming off the presses on September 18, 1851, but the day is absolute, and the best choice of a, char of a chart is to use the noon planetary positions and place them in a quote-unquote solar chart, a map as if the sun were rising. The reason to present this chart is to remind you of the potency and longevity in a Mercury retrograde placement. When our country's most prestigious newspaper was born or began life as a literary entity, Mercury had already been in reverse for eight days. Mercury was located at two plus degrees of Libra and in a strong inconjunct, awkward 150 degree pattern, to a trio of retrograde planets in early Taurus. Get this triple conjunction, Pluto, Saturn, and Uranus, from zero plus to four degrees of Taurus, and by the way, Uranus is returning to that position now, this year. So the New York Times has a Uranus return for the second time since 1851. I'm adding that now, and it's happening this year. So get this, triple conjunction, Pluto, Saturn, Uranus, all in early Taurus with Saturn and Uranus at the same degree, exclamation point. Four days after the birth of the New York Times, the Sun and Mercury reached their inferior conjunction at 28 plus of Virgo, beginning a four-month Sun-Mercury-Earth uh, cycle in the Zodiac. Another 10 days after that, Mercury made a direct station at 22 plus degrees of Virgo, exactly conjunct with the United States Neptune, and in parenthesis, universality, collective consciousness, invisible power, our, our natal Mercury our natal uh, Neptune, excuse me, from July 4th of 1776. It is noteworthy that the New York Times is a sun sign Virgo and the moon sign and moon sign Gemini newspaper. So the moon was in Gemini when New York Times began, which again is a Mercury sign, and the sun is in Virgo, which is a Mercury sign. Both signs are ruled by Mercury, and there's a good chance that the sun and moon were very close to a square, tense aspect. Remember, I did two podcasts on phase angles. So the New York Times came into existence at the last quarter phase of the sun and moon, which usually represents a crisis in action. This is something I just added now. Okay, so both signs, back to the story, both signs are ruled by Mercury, and there's a good chance that the sun and moon were very close to a square. Tense aspect as the first newspaper came into existence on September 18, 1851. 
you would think that with all these challenging alignments and placements that the newspaper might have folded or continued for just a short time, considering Mercury retrograde as well, but the New York Times flourished and became the greatest newspaper in America and perhaps the world. Now, I'm just going to say here, I do believe that's the case, considering its longevity and despite what the President of the United States, I'm joking here, says the failing New York Times. He's from New York. He's the big real estate from Queens, the same borough I was born in. And so to outdo his dad, he did all these Manhattan uh, real estate, amazing buildings and so on, the art of the deal, the whole kit and caboodle. This is the person, he, he wanted to be emulated in the New York Times, but he was often, unfortunately, because of the scandals and his family life and the marriages and the divorces, where was he in the headlines? Not in the New York Times. I'm adding this now. The New York Daily News, the New York Post, these were more of like when you go to England and you see their Daily Mirror or whatever it is. There actually was a newspaper in New York, having grown up there, called the Daily Mirror. The Daily Mail or whatever it is that in England, you know, when they talk about royalty and they start trashing Queen Elizabeth or, you know, uh, uh, the royal family, Prince Charles and all that other stuff, they often do these disparaging kind of things. In New York City, we... I'm not saying the Daily News would often have some great stories, wonderful sports section, great writers, you know, and so on. And same thing with the New York Post, fantastic in certain parts. But the front page was always considered more like a, a liability to be on there, something detrimental. And he was uh, Trump was often on there, but he was never really focused until now as the president and running for the president in the New York Times. But he still calls it the failing New York Times. OK, back to the story. So the New York Times flourished and became the greatest newspaper in America and perhaps the world. Again, my personal opinion. While hundreds of newspapers have disappeared since 1851, the New York Times, and this was what I wrote in 1994, the New York Times just recently celebrated the 50th anniversary, 50,000th, the 50,000th issue being printed on March 14, 1995. So from 1851, right, that's 49 years, what? To 1995, that's 144 years. Of, yeah, 144 years of public, publication by 1995. It had printed 50,000 issues. There's long. This is back to the story. There's longevity for you and a hidden statement about the power of Mercury retrograde. I actually wrote that 25 years ago. Okay, back to the story. How can we understand the enormous success of this newspaper? Several factors come to mind. Notice that in the solar chart, Jupiter, prosperity, wealth, and confidence is exactly on the second house cusp, money, value, banking, and almost precisely 30 degrees, a sensitive link to the sun placement at 25 plus of Virgo. So I'm doing a little, again, I'm adding this now, I'm doing a little analysis back in 1994 when this first ran about the chart itself using the sun on the ascendant or rising point, um, even though the positions are for noon, it's what's called a solar rising type chart. So here I'm talking about Jupiter is in the money house of this chart. Sun, Jupiter, 30 degrees apart. This could explain the wealth, the power, uh, because of this alignment. Furthermore, the Sun for the New York Times, is back to the story, is exactly conjunct the United States mid-haven. Prestige, achievement, towering above the rest. And that's in our, our Declaration of Independence chart, calculated for July 4th, 1776, 447 and 9 seconds p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, Energy-wise, note that the red planet Mars at 11 plus degrees of Cancer is just one to two degrees away from the U.S. Sun at 13 plus of Cancer. This this helps, quote unquote, plug 
the New York Times into the heart center and vitality, USA Sun, of the country and our people. The triple conjunction of Pluto, Saturn, and Uranus, in early Taurus, remember, might initially seem like a major problem. Let's go back. Major problem for the New York Times, but its existence in the solar eighth house of this particular chart, again, this chart is on our Great Bear Enterprises website. It's uh, there for you to look at. Uh, along with the USA chart and the picture, the image from the cover of this two, uh, November, December issue of Woken Planet Earth about Mercury retrograde. So the triple conjunction of Pluto, Saturn, and Uranus might initially seem like a major problem for the New York Times, but its existence in the solar eighth house of collective finances may reveal the ability of this newspaper to attract favorable bank loans and funding over the past 144 years. The triple conjunction also suggests, by the way, that conjunction is conjunct the discovery position of Chiron, which is three plus a Taurus, which we didn't know about until Chiron, the small little planet or cometary planet that orbits between Saturn and Uranus, which is connected a lot to the twilight zone, to spirituality, to shamans and mentors, uh, to healing, to wound, healing of psychic and physical wounds, alternative medicine, and all kinds of amazing energies. So the discovery of Chiron in 1977 is where Uranus is this year, and it's where Uranus and Saturn, as well as uh, Pluto, were in a triple conjunction in early Taurus back when the New York Times started. So again, with those three celestial bodies in the solar eighth house, reading again from the article of Collective Finances, may reveal the ability of this newspaper to attract favorable bank loans and funding over the past 144 years. The triple conjunction also suggests dogged determination to plot along year after year one way or another. Another reassuring alignment for this newspaper was the happy union of the sun with Venus, about a three-degree orb with Venus conjunct the United States Neptune. And Venus, I'm adding this now, is a planet like Jupiter, which is considered a um, benefic planet. Uh, favorable, good fortune, opportunities more so than challenging. And then in parenthesis, consider how incredibly the New York Times has covered the arts, Venus, Neptune, over the last 15 decades. However, I have left one astro factor for the conclusion. As many of you know, the lunar nodal axis, the moon's north and south, south nodes, is considered a pointer of destiny and fate. It is one of the most important features of any birth chart. They look like horseshoe figures, One's up, one's down in the chart. When the New York Times began publishing on September 18, 1851, the lunar north node was positioned at 24 plus degrees of Cancer, exactly unified with the USA Mercury position, and I have in parenthesis, ruling newspapers, journals, literature, writing, reading, learning, exclamation point. Here is destiny. This is finishing up now. Here is destiny at its most obvious expression. It is clear that the founding of the New York Times happened at a nationally significant moment in the intellectual thought, Mercury, life of the country, lunar north node activating the USA Mercury, a pattern that only occurs every 18 and a half years, which is a full cycle of the nodal axis retrograde through the zodiac. In closing, it should be noted that any large newspaper like the New York Times has its share of problems and glitches that certainly relates to the shadow side of Mercury retrograde. I've noticed many times that some stories are repeated. 
A short feature, usually from the Associated Press, appears on one page and then you find it again a few pages later. This probably happens as a feature is placed in the newspaper just before press time and it's accidentally put into two locations. And naturally there is the daily correction section, usually on page two of the New York Times, under the news summary and index of stories. There are almost, there are almost corrections to every issue, exclamation point. So this is one way that the Mercury retrograde factor that most people in astrology recognize makes its presence known in the New York Times. And again, at the end of the article, I have it copyrighted 1994, 1995, and 2000 by Mark Lerner, All Rights Reserved. There's the story. I know this has been really long. Um, there's a lot here. Um, I'm sorry that it's, again, over an hour, but all of this had to be said and said in this way. And um, if I offended any, whoever the writers were for in the Llewellyn uh, daily guide. Um, it's just putting my editor's hat on. Uh, a lot of what the astrologers say is valid and important, but a lot of it is not uh, the case. And so I've tried to round out the story and give a bigger perspective. And a lot of this learning comes from the great astrologers, Dane Rudyard, Dr. Mark Edmund Jones, uh, so many other people who I've studied, Evangeline Adams, uh, and Eleanor Bach, who I've talked about so much, who brought us the four main asteroids in her on the first asteroid ephemeris. So many other great teachers, Charles Carter of England, uh, Charles Emerson, a local astrologer, Michael Erlewine, all the great astrologers who over the years have written and writers for Welcome Planet Earth. I've learned from all of these different people and all these great astrologers throughout history. So the truth about Mercury retrograde. We're at a time in our lives about fake news. I just saw today that the uh, that Facebook, and I think this is true, that it wasn't fake news, just to, they supposedly came over a smart news, uh, there's an app called Smart News, that, that uh, Facebook has eliminated 3.2 billion, not million, 3.2 billion false addresses, stories, uh, web addresses, whatever it is. There's... They, you know, they tout the fact that um, billions of people now are on Facebook. So they keep weeding things out. And we've seen this whole controversy now with Facebook and Google and these big companies and, and um, ads that are being run. That, as I've shared in these other podcasts about Palace Athena in particular, which has so much to do with national intelligence and justice and fairness and knowledge and wisdom uh, and protecting uh, the vote in the next election and things like that. So um, we will move on to other podcasts uh, in the near future. But literally earlier today, I saw that Facebook was eliminating a couple of billion of false uh, either persons and or their information that have been created fictitiously. So again, I think it's significant that I was talking about the truth about Mercury retrograde, not the opinion, but trying to give the deeper reality of it, of the connections between the earth, Mercury and the sun, that the retrograde cycles are part of something much bigger and also other retrograde cycles are part of it. And that um, very often we have an equilateral triangle of the actual retrograde cycles and those need to be looked at as well. Which elements, fire, earth, air, water, is Mercury moving in when it makes the three week ret retrograde cycles? And definitely what are the stations uh, the station retrograde and then the station direct when Mercury goes into the retrograde and comes out of it. Because those positions, uh, as Eleanor Bach um, 
wrote so much about in her asteroid guidance to, um, to, to the world that these stations stay in existence and are extremely powerful. It's as if they um, energize in the zodiac um, all kinds of powerful archetypes and themes that stay in effect for many, many months. So it isn't just the flow of Mercury in reverse and watching that and speculating or trying to blame Mercury for all the things that we should be solving or figuring out ourselves. That's one of the, these big issues that I wrote, uh, that I wrote about and that I've expre expressed again in this particular podcast. But we have to look much more at the wholeness of Mercury as a planetary body in its own right, its 88-day orbit around the sun, um, not just its mythology and things like, well, it's connected to the, tr the trickster energy of Hermes, but there was a great Hermes, Trismegistus, uh, connected to ancient Egypt and the pyramids and mathematics and knowledge. And so Mercury is an extraordinary planet. I consider it the most underrated of all the planets. And that's why I think it, it deserves this kind of attention. And yes, all the planets, except for the sun and moon, do go retrograde and have very significant cycles. But Mercury, unfortunately, because it, it does this more often than the others, is singled out. And too many people are now uh, indulging in kind of uh, weird thought forms. And I just don't think it's right to be blaming planets for our own challenges and difficulties. And we need to understand the whole cycle a whole lot better. Okay, many blessings to all of you. Thanks for listening to all of this. And we'll see you next time on the next, the next uh, podcast. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.